podcast is part of the Sports Social Podcast Network. So it's uh, all for play for still? I think so. Do you want to bet against us? Hello, villains, and welcome to For the Love of Pomegranate Podcast. Page has been turned on Newcastle, and now we're on towards Everton. I said that, you know, the reason I paused before I said that was because I actually wanted to take a look at Paddy as I was saying it to see if he was still gritting his teeth after last week. But I think I'm okay. I think I'm in, I think I'm in the clear with regards to that. But Everton are on the horizon for Aston Villa this weekend, this Sunday at 2 p.m. kickoff. So do not get caught. Um, for times, and uh, I'll be honest with you, I'm really, really looking forward to it. I think back in Villa Park, first game of the season, with a point to prove, with things to put right, and uh, yeah, I'm looking forward to seeing what Unai Emery has done over the last week. And I think, I, I, I think that a lot of the kinks will be ironed out as we, as we uh, come back to play in Villa Park. But Paddy, what's your thoughts? Am I being overly, um, am I being overly Villa tinted glasses with that one? I think you are. I think you are. Um, <clears throat> look, I'm still I'm still rattled from last week. Um, there's a lot to absorb from what's happened in that game, from shipping five goals, which doesn't tell the whole story when when you see the horror injury that Tyrone Mings has picked up. It had a huge effect on the team, I'm sure. I've seen fellas around me crumble when things like that happen uh, on the pitch, so it does happen. Um, people never get their act together after that when 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 one of their teammates go down. Um, it actually rocked you to the core. And I actually felt physically sick myself looking at it. Um, and it was after that I messaged you and went, look, I'm not going after this game because I actually felt like I was going to puke. That's exactly how it felt. Um, so we've lost lost a leader, a man mounted and a leader and a calming influence on the back four. So I'm not going to say we're back to square one, but there was a lot of work to be done this week. <clears throat> so we've uh, we've another difficult task ahead albeit against a rather toothless Everton but a resilient Everton I'm sure they will be um but uh yeah I'm still I'm still a bit smarting from the weekend not not only with with what's gone on in our game but what's gone on in the game between Man United and Wolves has really really rattled me this week um I think I think we've been lied to I think Howard Webb came out last week. I listened. I actually listened back to it again this week. I was that bloody annoyed. Um, you know, they they were they decided that Man United were not going to be two points behind after the first game. That's what they decided on Monday night, and nobody will tell me otherwise. It was absolutely the worst decision VAR has ever made. So here we are, one week into this into the season, and fate is completely gone in PGMOL. I honestly don't know what those guys are doing. They shared a video three weeks ago of these unbelievable facilities. Like, people talk about what Google and, and Meta have here in their offices in, in, in Ireland. And these guys have something like the Starship Enterprise to work on. And yet they still can't get it right. So someone could tell me the three referees. Number one, Simon Hooper who saw the incident, you can see it from the, the replay behind the goal, he was looking straight at it, straight at it, 
and then two gobshites sitting with all the replays at their disposal said, no, no, play on. That's fine. You go over and book you book the minnows manager there because that's what they deserve. Those little minnows. How dare they? How dare they uh, question our decisions? Absolute bollocks. Absolute bollocks. There was questionable decisions in our match as well. I believe that stupid decision where you play on if you if it's marginally offside. I believe that could have led to Tyrone Mings's injury. I think Isak was possibly offside from that from the initial ball. They didn't show it. Surprise, surprise, they showed fuck all that we wanted them to show. Did they draw lines? No. Oh, look, here's the new rules. They're not going to draw lines this season. Surprise, surprise. Until, until Monday night. Until Monday night. play until 2 o'clock on Sunday, start drawing lines. Kelsey and Liverpool, 4 o'clock Sunday, start drawing lines. Now, I've decided for the first five minutes of this to get all that off my chest because I know it's what people want to hear. But well, there you go. You, you, Did, you can tell why we didn't have him on the post-match directly afterwards. <laughs> yeah, yeah, five, no. days later. <laughs> five days later, I'm still really annoyed. To the extent that my season ticket is bought and paid for. But I have zero, and I mean zero faith, that I can go to Villa Park and get a fair deal off these celebrities with whistles in their mouth. I just do not believe... That PGMOL is fit for purpose. I think it should be disbanded. I think they need to start again. I think they need to sack each and every one of them referees because they're all just towing the line of what PGL have been spouting now for the last whatever amount of years they're they're being formed. 30 years the Premier League is on the go. We all remember Fergie time. That was the start of it. That was the start of it. Fergie standing there pointing at his watch on the 89th minute and an extra two minutes go on to the clock. Simple as that. That was the start of it. They're still at it. The big boys are still at it. They're still flaunting the rules with financial fair play. Premier League come out and say 115 reasons why we should be uh, charging Manchester City. When did they do it? The week before they fucking play uh, Aston Villa and put their put fire in their bellies and they go out and spank us. It just begs belief what these guys are doing. I do not trust the people who are running our game. And as a result... I find it really, really hard to get excited about Premier League football. I'm hoping we can get into Europe because we might have some semblance of uh, fair play in Europe. I'm not overly confident in that either, but we'll see. But uh, look, they're just they're just awful. They're god they're goddamn awful. The the TV companies are not helping, showing enough replays. And you know what else I hate? Why did the TV companies know before yeah, the rest? Why do they know before before the referees tell the players what the what the result is from from VAR? It's quite obvious they're saying decision made. They tell us VAR complete, and the referee is still there holding his hand to his ear. Like, what's that about? How do they know? Are they deciding what it is? It just boggles my brain. It really does. Anyway, back to more Mike pressing matters. We've said it a million and one times. Until it's mic'd up, there will always be. There will, there will never be any trust in them until they're mic'd up. Yeah, yeah. Each, each anyway, I, I'm, not, I'm, I'm not even looking for mic'd up live. If they if they can show us 48 hours after the game what happened when we've all calmed down and let us let us observe exactly what they're doing because they are paid handsomely for what they do. So they deserve to be in the shop window. They deserve to be put up there and, and, and be accountable for their actions. Standing a fella down for a week because he blatantly can't do his job is not good enough. If I blatantly can't do my job, 
my boss points at the door in a P45. It's as simple as that. If they can't do their job, it's it's time to, to wrap it up and, and, and ship them out and get the next man in. That's the way it works in every other job in the world. So if, if a footballer's not doing his job, he, he sits on the sideline or he plays with the under-23s. Simple as that. Referees, accountable for nothing. Or we'll stand them up for a week and everyone stand them down for a week and everybody be happy with that. No, doesn't work that way. Enough is Does, enough. One week into the season, we're at this already. And the irony of this is, it's not even about our club, this rant. Yeah, <laughs> the worst thing that happened is I, I might clip this one out and put it into a standalone podcast on its own, to be honest with you. But does anyone want to want, want a funny one? Um uh the oh my god, it's after completely slipping my mind now. I sent it on to you, Paddy. The, the there's an Arsenal uh, Arsenal podcast that uh, I'm I'm good friends with, and uh they only realized on Tuesday that they've been tweeting somebody at pgmol uh, <laughs> this this uh, twitter yeah. they've been tweeting them for the last three years and not getting a reply and they thought it was the pgmol that, that, that everybody everybody associates but it's just some guy with like 300 followers and then i, I said that i'd depend i goes well at least you have at least this isn't you and he goes i've tweeted him before giving out <laughs> so this guy must be getting absolute pelters from everyone <laughs> You know, wondering what the situation is, uh, but uh, yeah. yeah, it hasn't it hasn't upped his follower account anyway. But it is uh, <laughs> it was a funny one when I sent it out to Paddy. Paddy sent me back a little laughing face. God, I realized about eight months ago that I was tweeting him the whole time too. So uh, <laughs> yeah, yeah, it's uh, it, it it is a funny one. But yeah, look, we're ten I minutes. Had, I had to the delete the tweet that I sent to the poor man eight yeah. months ago, or whatever it was, when I discovered PGMOL had an account. <laughs> yeah, and pe- message him and just say, listen, I'm so sorry about that. I don't even know you. But um, no, we're nearly 10 minutes in. Uh, and look, it's good. Look, Paddy, you know, what would it be? It wouldn't be a podcast if we didn't have one of those, Paddy. And, and, I, and I let you get it off your chest because, uh, as I say, I, I don't think it's going to be the last time that we... Uh, and as you say, it isn't even about our club. That one wasn't even about our club. What, what got me with that one is Eric Ten Hag said, well, they must have gotten it right if they looked at it and that the two players bumped into each other. And I just yeah. went, that's ridiculous, Eric. You, you, you can't, not having that. Not having yeah. that. <laughs> yeah. Hibs are so true to the next round, Paddy. Hibs are, are true. Yeah, uh, which is great all, news. It was two all last I checked uh, before I came on here. So uh, I see there's... Uh, I, I knew once it went to two all, there was no way they were getting back into it. It was a poor enough game. Two poor enough teams. Um I don't envisage any problems for us uh, as long as they don't send Simon Hooper up to referee the match. I think we'll be okay. Anyway, I'm to Aston Villa versus Everton this weekend <laughs> um, at Villa Park. Uh, I know a lot of you guys watching this and listening to this are going to be uh, really buoyed. Get back into Villa Park again and see what uh, and, and 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 see the players back uh, up close once more. Um, Looks like we're going to have a couple of signings. I don't think they're going to be involved for the, for the weekend. We might as well talk about one anyway that looks like he's certainly in, the, in and that is um, Nicolas Zaniolo. Paddy, I think I've spoken to everybody that, that potentially has ever spoken about Nicolas Zaniolo, except for you, um, which uh, which is, is is interesting. What's the situation or what what, what, what do you make of him, you know, um, Look, it's he's obviously somebody that, that the club. I, I think the club of your mark from from a um, from afar, and I don't think it's very much much so uh, this panic signing that some people are making it out to be. But what do you make in the Clasaniolo, and what do you think? Uh, do, do you think that that would be the finish to our attacking signings uh, in this transfer window? 
Uh, and your last question first, I don't believe it's the finish to our signings. Um, attacking signings, they said. Attacking, <laughs> I don't believe the finish to our attacking signings either. No, um, yeah. but I do. I do believe it's a. It has the potential to be a really, really good signing, but it comes with a health warning, obviously, because uh, he has had issues in the past on and off the pitch with injuries, with with personal life. Um, obviously, a really big character and a really, really good player in the fullness of his health. So that's the big question now. Have we got him in the fullness of uh, of his health? So we'll we'll know that once we get confirmation that he signed because he would have went through a rigorous, and I mean a rigorous, uh, medical over the last couple of days. So he's still there, which is a good sign. He was in the belfry tonight. So that tells me that it's imminent or... They're waiting on results of some kind of scans or, or or they're really being as sure as they possibly can before pressing the button. Or they're waiting on signing number two to be done tomorrow so they can announce That's my view. My view, is <laughs> yeah. that the, my view is it's, it's a it's a <clears throat> old-fashioned double signing. I wouldn't be surprised yeah. if this guy is trained with Aston Villa today. The, 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 only thing is, the, the only thing I will preface this by... If he if he trained with Aston Villa today, and I mean fully trained, which which can be done as part of a medical as well, that does happen. Yeah. <clears throat> um, I believe that Galatasaray or or somebody in Turkey would have announced this already and been tried tried to be the first to, to announce this. So it probably would be um, it probably would be announced in well, Turkey at this stage. The sporting director of, of um, let me see if I can find the tweet. The sporting director of the Galatasaray, the Turkish team, I was going to call him there. Um, he basically came out and said, yeah, he sold. And he named 35, said potentially it's going to be 35 million, million euros. I'm trying to see if I can find the tweet here. He said, yeah, we've made a ton of money on this player. And they, he said they did the same on Tete uh, as well. Um, but I can't find it. So he's more or less said he's gone. Yeah, that it's uh, here it is. Uh, here is the tweet. Um, let me just try and translate the post here. It said, uh, Erdan Timur talked about the latest situation of Italian stars Zaniolo, who's about to leave the team. Uh, noting that Timur uh, noted that Zaniolo's transfer to Aston Villa has reached the final point. He said, he, uh, that commercial consideration should be given to buying and selling players. Uh, a point has been reached with Zaniolo at Aston Villa. I can say that it's the final stage. Zaniolo has a 35 million euro exit clause. Uh, we're thinking about about how we can bring in more. We need to be a little realistic. Our aim at, at Zaniola is to bring uh, returns, do the same for Tete, um, blah, 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 yeah, yeah, yeah. All this kind of stuff. Uh, he goes on then to talk a small bit more. So he's more or less confirmed that it's done uh, already. Yeah. So I wouldn't be surprised if, if he was training with Aston Villa today and they're just waiting uh, to announce it um, tomorrow, maybe when they have more news. Like, there's nothing to be... To be gained by announcing one today and announcing one tomorrow, they might as well just do a double announcement tomorrow if they are going to, if if they are as far down the line with uh, Marcus Cunha as, as as we think that they are. Um, so yeah. that that's my view. That's that's what I think it is. I think that's the reason why I wouldn't be surprised, as I say, if he if he did train yeah. today. Um, just um, just to clarify, because uh, two people have messaged me on WhatsApp since since I've made the statement, but I'm absolutely fine with this. Signing and everybody deserves a check, a second chance. Plenty of people gave me a second chance in my life. So if 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 that's what people are worried about, or or that's what people thought I was saying, that's not the case. I I want a fully fit Zaniolo in our squad, and I think he has potential to light up the Premier League. And um, a lot of people are worried about the ACL injuries. 
I'm not. What I'm worried about not is if they've healed that. properly. Anybody can get an ACL injury at any given time. It, they, it doesn't weaken your ACL. When you do an ACL, no. it's not weak. It's all about how you um, recover from it, how you trust that that ligament is working in the fullness of its health because people develop running issues and they, and they run awkwardly and, and they do they plant their foot differently and they do loads of other different things. So that's what I want to know. I want to know, is he doing all these things? And the signs are from how he played for, for Galatasaray is, yeah, he's fine. Absolutely fine. Oh. So I, I, I'm good with that. So yeah, we, I, I'm, we, we, I'm absolutely not saying we shouldn't sign this guy. I 100% really want him there and I want him in the fullness of his health. With with ACL like reconstruction and stuff like that, they I've said this before. Uh, there's there's uh, they they pull apart for your hamstring through your your knee and replace it that way and just bolt it down onto your onto your. It's like it's very agricultural the way they do it. So it doesn't it doesn't weaken it. Uh, you know, if anything, you know, a, a reconstructed ACL can can even be yeah. stronger. It's just people are unlucky and it's to not, do it twice. It's not like it used to be. It's not. It's not like oh. Alan Shearer lying in a bed in Los Angeles with Richard Stedman for six months. That that's a, that, those days are all gone. And um, like my my nephew recently did his, and within an hour of it, he was up walking. That's that's what they encourage you to do to stretch it out again. So it, yeah. it's it's all about it's all about rehab once it happens now, and 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 medicine yeah. has come on yeah. so so much, and surgery has come on so much in that time. So I'm absolutely not worried about injury history because anybody can get injury. If somebody yeah. constantly yeah. has hamstring injuries, that's the only injury that I worry about because they're reoccurring. Yeah. Like some Michael Owen, that those type of injuries that really worries me. But because they, they have scar it, tissue, they yeah. scar tissue and hamstring. So they, they're they're always likely to pop again. But with this, with with an ACL, once it's operated properly, once the recovery is good, I think we're okay. Do you think he? Do you think if he? What's his chance of making the bench for the weekend? I just, I presume we're not talking about starting at the weekend, considering. Well, I put it. I put it to you this way: I, I, I do believe if we sign him, he goes on the bench at the expense of one of the younger kids, the likes of Omari Kellerman or someone like that. And that, and that's fine. We're not we're not spending this money and these wages on a player to to sit in the bench if he's fit enough and up to the up to the game. He should be on the bench. Um, my only problem is he probably wouldn't be okay with the, the way we're playing. So um, there, there might need to be a little bit of betting in. There might need to be cases where, well, if, if we're ahead at the weekend, put him in there. Let, let him see what the players around him are like in, in, in the full heat of battle. But uh, I, th I think he's won for a few weeks' time as opposed to being there at the weekend. But I have no doubt that if he's fit enough, he'll be in the squad. We've got a guest. On the podcast, oh, oh no, we don't anymore. I was going to show everybody my dog, um, who just decided to come in the door here. Yeah, my dog is also, me, my dog's also called tell Paddy. His name. Yeah, my dog's, dog's all, the dog was called Paddy before I knew Paddy in the podcast as well, so that would have been an interesting one. Um, but he's an absolutely beautiful dog, but he decided he was going to scarp road chasing a fly again, so I'll leave him to his own devices. Um, Paddy, what way do you think the team is going to line up at the weekend? Um, Obviously, there's going to be enforced changes, but do you think that there's going to be massive changes other than Pau Torres coming in, or do you think Diego Carlos comes in? You know, what, what way would you set up if Paddy had to break out the tactics board on Sunday? I wouldn't change too much, and I wouldn't read too much into what happened at the weekend. As I said about that, the Ming's injury, the, the nature of the opposition, the... the you know, is completely disjointed when something like that happens to you and, and taking a centre-half that out that early in the game and bringing in 
I'm not calling him a rookie centre half, but in Premier League terms, he's a rookie centre half. But yeah. absolutely fine with the way he plays the ball. You know, he's probably not that imposing uh, unit that we have in Tyrone Mings, and that's what we will be missing. Um, I think it's up to him to decide now whether he goes with Carlos in that position. I don't think Ezri Konza will be shipped out for anybody. I think Konza starts. I think I think uh, Luca Dean will probably start. But I think I think it's, it, the question mark is: Does he play Carlos at that left sided centre half, or does he play uh, Pau Torres? So the rest of the team, I think I think it's only Bailey we're looking at shipping out from what started. I think everybody else would give would be given a second chance. There's a lot of players there look like they were playing with lead in their boots, um, but you don't know what's going on behind the scenes. You don't know, yeah, you know, are people are people completely up to speed yet? They should be. There was a lot of there was a lot of leggy. Like I, I put a tweet on Twitter that after seventy five minutes or so, it looked like we've nothing left in the tank, absolutely nothing. Mm. Um, some silly some silly decisions being made. I, I felt on on field decisions being made that probably we'll never see again. Um, I doubt Unai Emery had anything positive to say this week, other than great goal by the Abbey, <laughs> you know, and and look. The, the 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 fact that we lost five one, um, if you, like I went through the trouble of watching the match back because it was hurting me a lot. So I wanted to watch a match, I want the match in full, and if you if you go back to even when Mings goes down injured, we should have actually scored from it. He play he plays on referee yeah. plays on Watkins sure. gets into a great position and drags a shot wide. We should we should have done better from that one, and that would have made all the difference if if we'd have got back to two all. Our our backs were up, albeit that Mings went down injured. We we just looked like we couldn't get back into it. Then after that, that's that's just that's just my uneducated opinion of what happened. The play the players looked like they were like I, I couldn't get over Bubakar Kamara. I just I just couldn't. He just looked like a different player. Joe, you know it reminded me of Joe. You know if a fella arrives on a Sunday morning with either a hangover or a vomiting bug, but insists on playing. <laughs> And just lethargically gets around the pitch. That's the way it looked. Pardon? Me, you mean? <laughs> Me or you, whatever, yeah. But that, yeah. that's just the way it looked. Now, I don't know whether that was overtraining. I don't know whether he had a bug. I don't know whether he just was caught in the headlights of the pace of the game, which is very possible in a, in a, in a, in a new setup in that midfield for, for Newcastle as well. But I wouldn't read too much into the weekend. As I said... Uh, right. That that injury can't be understated. The effect it will have on people. A man who is an absolute leader in the dressing room. A man who has been there since we were in the championship and has so much respect on and off the pitch in our club. He will go down as a legend, no matter what he does from here on in. He's been absolutely immense for our club. Yes, he used to make mistakes, but he's been absolutely excellent under Unai Emery. There's been utmost faith in him shown by Unai Emery, even though. He has brought in players. Some people say they're better players. We'll find that out now because they have to uh, they have to step up. I, I bet Pau Torres didn't think when he was starting behind Mings at the weekend that he was actually even going to get on because you don't normally take change your centre-halves in-game just for tactical reasons. He might have got on to see the game out at putting on a fifth uh, defender. That like used to Adam Chambers, yeah. Yeah, that must have been the only thing in his head that he saw... Yeah, I'll, I'll get on at the end of this game and I'll play 
15 minutes to see out the game when we're 3-2 up or 2-1 up or something like that. But to, to go on cold in, in, in the manner he did. And, and and let's face it, he wasn't the worst of the players out there. <laughs> you know. Um but there's a lot of a lot of questions, a lot of questions around Bailey. I'd like to know why Bailey was in Mallorca this week. I really yeah, would like, like to know. To know I thought that was the strangest really thing like I've ever seen. Yeah. One week into the season. Now we have the presser tomorrow. Who if if any of the journals that are in the presser tomorrow are watching this. Please ask why Bailey was in Mallorca during the week. I really can't yeah. get my head around that at all. I was hoping it was designed for Mallorca, but that obviously wasn't the case because he got on the flight back home. Uh, yes, look, it's that that's that's a wild story. If if that story, I'm joking. Is, I'm joking, Neil. I'm joking. I'm joking. What? But to sign for Mallorca, we we had this discussion already, Paddy. It's okay if he signs for him when we get something like Vedat Mariki and um, what was the other guy who said one correctly back? Um, that centre half, the young twenty-three-year-old centre half after they have, I've completely butchered his name. It's Joseph Correctly, I think his name is. If we get those two guys back, ah, that's fine. Yeah, yeah, I'm okay yeah. for him to sign, but you know what I mean. Um, obviously all that's in jest, but I just like to know why he's over there. Yeah, it, it's it's it was a really strange one, really strange one. Oh, I wonder was it. But dude, I wonder, like, <clears throat> hey, Paddy, imagine the team sheet tantrum on, on Sunday, and if we see no Bailey on the bench, no Bailey in the starting lineup, there's going to be your your uh, that that to me would say he wasn't supposed to go there, and uh, and he went anyway. He wasn't so, supposed um, to go there, or he went there for some injury treatment, which is another possibility as well. I just like some clarification. I'd like some clarification uh, on that. On who scored? It says that he's an injury out for the weekend. So potentially okay. that was it. Potentially that was it too. Um, did you see Everton at the weekend, Paddy? Did you see their, their game against uh, against Fulham? I only saw them on match of the day. Um, I didn't see too much football at the weekend, unfortunately, because I've been busy. But uh, I watched, watched the extended highlights. I watched match of the day. I watched the extended highlights today on whatever Premier League platform there was mm. um they took a lot of shots a lot of tootless shots i think they had i think they doubled the amount of shots that fulham had yeah um, yeah yeah but they hadn't uh they they, they they never looked like they were gonna cause any damage it's um it's a strange one i honestly don't know how they're gonna do this year they they could they could potentially be the one that that grind out one nils and nil alls all year round um or they could get spanked every week. That you just don't know what you're going to get with Everton. I, I think, and until they sign a striker, I think they're at nothing. Well, I think that the reason I asked you that is that Dan Juma came on from Ope uh, last weekend, and I think that we see Dan Juma start in in this game instead of Ope. Um, I think they'll probably go with the same back four. We're going to going to be reacquainted with Ashley Young at left back. Um, they're going to have the young guy Nathan Patterson is it at, at right back? Tarkovsky and Keane in the middle. I'd say that they will go with that kind of that box midfield like we do. It will be Onana uh, Gray and uh, Joe Garner uh, in there. I, I I would imagine that's the way that they would go with Ducouré playing behind uh, Dan Juma. So, um, not <coughs> too dissimilar to the setup that we will have. Not too dissimilar to the setup that we will have as well. Uh, I, 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 I think we're in a better position still, even though we've lost five one. I think we're in a better position. I think, I think our team playing at home. I think that we're going to see, um, going to see a, 
uh, I don't want to call it a backlash, but you know what I mean. I think we're going to see the, the, the team come out and be in, in, in a different mindset, I think, for this game for sure. And uh, mm. I'm, I'm actually really excited for it. I'm always excited. I've said, every time we've done a podcast, Paddy, I've always mentioned that Aston Villa and, and, and Everton feels like a proper Premier League fixture. I like it like their their I've I've got a soft spot for them as a club. Um it's the football ground I've been to most other than Villa Park in in the Premier League. Uh but I want to beat them every time that we play them. You know, so of course. It's, it, yeah. it's 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 a nice fixture and and uh and I hope everybody gets to enjoy it in the se- uh, at two o'clock on Sunday. Yeah. Neil, this season I'm gonna ask you the same question every week that we do a preview. And see if you can answer this one. Every week I'm going to ask you this. Okay. Who out of the starting 11 for Everton last week gets into our starting 11? Great question. Great question. Great question. Great question. Um, I think, uh, I think I take... Sorry for putting you on the spot. I should have told you this in advance. But anyway, I'm going to do this I every week I think I'd take James Tarkovsky to be, maybe not into our starting 11, but I think I'd take him and our team now to, to be that guy who gets up and heads everything away like Tyrone Mings was. Um, I like Onana in the middle of midfield. Onana's a really good player. Um, not the question I asked you, though. I like them too, but would they get into our starting team? I think Onana would get into our starting 11. Okay. And after that, I don't see other people well, in the team. I'm going to give you another one. Based, say Ashley, based Young. On that, Ashley Young. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Ashley Young. It, it crossed my mind to say Ashley Young, but it crossed <laughs> my mind to say Ashley Young. Uh, but um, yeah, um, uh, into our starting eleven, I suppose it probably yeah, it, you probably would say he would start at left back or right back, whichever one, based on mm. last week's performance. Yeah, that's 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 my that's my only one I would pick based on based on what I've saw of them last week and 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 us. Um. Yeah, it's it's not going to be easy. I, I like. I think it's going to be a very nervy performance. I think the players are will be under a slight bit of pressure after last week. I do believe we'll go all guns blazing from the start. I think it's important. I think we lay down a marker early on, and and really give them a rattle. I think so too. I think I think we lay down our marker early on. Um, I hope mm-hmm. we do. I hope we start to play play through the through the middle. I hope we push the Corey back on his toes from the point of view of I hope we push him back into midfield. I hope if I see what I saw the last day where our midfielder standing on our two centre halves toes again, I might scream. You might be able to hear me no matter where you are in the world screaming because <laughs> to me that is in like as a as an amateur footballer, you don't do it. As a professional footballer, you really shouldn't do it unless you're going to form a back six like Unai has before. But we didn't need like we were chasing the game at that stage. We were two well, we were two one down, uh, and then the second half, you know, we 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 just retreated back on our on our on our centre halves too 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 much. I've said that before in the post match podcast, but um um I really don't want to see that. I really don't want to see that. I want to see a small bit more expansion. I want to see us go. I want. I said there. I hope, I hope we play through the middle, and and I think we can play through the middle against this midfield. Um, but also, I I, I hope that we can see Ollie Watkins pull out to that left hand side a small bit more. He didn't get a chance to do it at all against Newcastle. Um, we looked like we were like, and and because of that, John McGinn was relatively anonymous for the game. 
you know, being out on that left-hand side. I think maybe there's a rethink there to see how do we get him more involved. Maybe he goes into the center. Maybe we push the Abbey out onto the left-hand side. Maybe we bring, uh, or maybe we, we we push him, put McGinn onto the right. We put the Abbey onto the, onto the left. Maybe we bring Tielemans in and play more of a flatter midfield. I, I don't know, but um, John McGinn, John McGinn could be a, 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 is a big key, you know, to this team, and 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 I just like to see him getting the ball more than he did against Newcastle because he didn't really, and uh, maybe it was playing on the left hand side as opposed to playing on the right. I don't know, um, but let's uh, let's get back, let's get some sort of flow back into this team, and I think we will. I think we will, as I say, I'm 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 confident enough. I'm going to call it now. I think Aston Villa win two 0 I'll, ca- I'll call it on. Uh, I'll call it on Sunday. <laughs> yeah, you always do. You you keep yours for the for the team sheet tantrum. But uh, like uh, I think Villa can go out here and uh, and 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 get a result for sure. And like think of it this way, guys: we've lost three games out of the last. I think it's three games in the last twenty we've played. It's not crisis time. It's certainly not crisis. Oh, time. there's no, there's no crisis. They, 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 it's, 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 it's worry more. It's it's a worry because we have to react now to that performance. To, we've got to react to to the Tyrone Mings injury. We've got to react to the Emi Buendia injury, and it's taken a little bit of time. Getting players over the line is tough going in this day and age. It's not it's not a, it's not a case of we, we're in the position Chelsea are that they can just bloody throw money at everything and, and it sticks. We we need to negotiate. We need to we need to get the best deal possible to stay within financial fair play. So. These things are going to take time, but we've got what 13 days, 14 days left until the transfer window ends. 15 days, I think. Actually, I think it finishes on the first, fourth of September. Yeah, um, there's a, couple, there's a few people talking about the third kit. I predict that the third kit will be launched next week. Why do you think that will be, Neil? Because we're, because we're away to Burnley, so we're away to that, Burnley, and then yes, we get to wear it. It, it normally gets us forced out and away to Burnley, away to West Ham or whatever. That's that's normally how it works. Well, yeah, uh, we still have to wear our, our our away shirt yet, Paddy. You know our white away shirts. So like yeah. <laughs> You know, yeah. I, and a couple of people talking about the home shirt being absolutely drenched. That look, I, I, I couldn't care. I genuinely couldn't care less about that. Um, it just. Made, I, made I it enjoyed. Uh, I enjoyed Dan Bardell's testing of the, the shirt. Bardell's testing of the shirt. Yeah, yeah. And it's mad, lads, because you know I was texting him afterwards. He said he like he said that. Uh, oh, yeah, I did thirty minutes. I think he only did like four minutes on the bike or something. He needed to stop. I, look. What 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 goes on in our text group stays in our text group. I, I'm just saying, <laughs> but uh, <laughs> no, I'm only joking. But uh, that was funny. I did like that. I did like that little scientific experiment he did. Um, I wonder what, what it looked like at the with the away shirt as well. Um, you know, now when the away shirt is worn, uh, I wonder what it's. Yeah. Will so it we did see it in America. Screen. It was much. It was much the same. Yeah, it was actually all right. Yeah, I forgot all about that. I forgot all about that. Um, so I, I you know what we. <laughs> It was 17 minutes before, or 18 minutes before we actually started talking about Villa Everton. Um, but look, that's our way. If you're only new to the podcast, this is the way things go sometimes. You know, we get talking. Paddy gets revved up at the start of a podcast. He starts yeah. talking about refs. I get revved up. I start talking about signings that might never happen at the start of a podcast. It's the way we go. We're just two lads. You know, if we could film this in a pub with two pints in our hands, that's the way we want the podcast. We wouldn't change it for anything else. And you mentioned, Paddy, about the 1st of September. 
Can I just mention about pints in our hands, filming this in a pub? Our, our live podcast is on the 9th of September, and you were, you were talking about, oh, that's that, that's 15, that's 20 blah, blah, something days, uh, 24 days away. Is it? No. Uh, somebody do the math. It's, a, it's, it's soon, is what I'm trying to get at here. It's soon, and uh, really, really looking forward to it again. Um, I know a couple of you have reached out looking to see if there are any tickets available. And uh, look, unfortunately, as it stands here at the moment, there won't be any more tickets going on sale. But if there's anybody out there who has purchased tickets that is not able to go, get in contact with us and we will put you in contact with somebody else because we there's about 20, 20 people looking for tickets. Um, so if you are not in a position to go and you... Just 20? Uh, well, yeah, I... I that's just the first number that came to my mind. I don't know what the last <laughs> count is, but it's it's minimum of 20. Um, if you are looking for, uh, if you can't go and uh, maybe you, you want somebody else to be able to go in your place, get in contact with us and we'll put you in contact with somebody. Do not buy a ticket off Facebook or anywhere like that. We are not reselling them. We need to change your name. If you buy a ticket on Facebook and we don't change the name on the door, you aren't getting in. It's as simple as that. So you have to come through us. It stops anybody uh, getting scammed as well because for some reason there's fucking scammers out there for our little old podcast. So um, yeah, come to us first yeah. and we will put you in contact with somebody um, uh, that is looking to purchase a ticket. Okay, I just wanted, I wanted yeah. to say that because uh, we're all a little community here and I'd hate for somebody to get onto us and say, yeah, oh, I've traveled over from Birmingham and, uh, you know, um, somebody, Sarah something or whatever, I don't know, said on Facebook she was going to meet me at the venue with four tickets and now I, I can't get in and you have to spend, you know, 400 <laughs> quid to get to Ireland. You know, that would break my heart. It really yeah. would. Um, and we may not be, like, we wouldn't be able to get get people in from that point of view. So I, I just said exactly. I'd, I'd throw that one out there. Um, yeah. Um, and we, we people asking, people. Are we, is the podcast going to be streamed? It won't be streamed live. We will. Uh, we do have a videographer for the night, so we will be putting it on on uh, on social, on YouTube uh, after the event. But it won't be when streamed live. Yeah, yeah, when it's clipped up, when when they take out all the uh, when the, when our lawyers get to have a look at it and take out anything that could be uh, <laughs> could be incendiary, that could be slander, that could be liable, whatever. We need to get all. Neil, I'll be on my best behavior. Yeah. With, my family, I've, I've, with my family, with my family there, I don't think oh, my father yeah. will be able for one of my rants. I'm only joking. I'm only joking. I'm only joking. Um, <laughs> I, just, I just want to say there's, there's a lot of love in the comments for from my rants. I, I want to tell people because I get a lot of grief in DMs over things I say about referees for some reason. So thank you for all the love in the comments. I assure you that I'm not putting this on. Neil will tell you I'm not putting this on. I absolutely despise them. That is unfortunate i know there's many of us like it are, are like that Um, maybe i'll tell the story of why i hate referees so much when we do the live podcast but we'll we'll uh we'll have to be in good form for that <laughs> I, I i've got an idea i've got an idea for the night patty i've got an idea all right i'm not even gonna tell you about it um anyway um yeah so it looks <laughs> So Everton versus Aston Villa coming up this weekend, 2 p.m. on Sunday. Uh, yeah, on Sunday, I had to check myself there. Uh, Aston Villa get back on the road to winning the league, and uh, they're going to start against against Everton at the weekend. Um, hope you all enjoy. We will probably be back between now and then. If there's any signings between now and then, I will uh, jump on and chat about them. Um, and obviously, Team Sheet Tantrum, we will have it on Sunday at 10 minutes to 1 o'clock. Uh, and we will talk everything about the Team Sheet Tantrum, and we will also come to you with a post-match podcast at five minutes to four, 
directly at the final whistle. So I uh, hope you join us all for that, and I hope you all uh, hope we're we're singing for the right result in that post match podcast. But um, as I as as I always say to you guys, or as I've started to say to you recently, thank you so much for your time. Um, I hope you feel that the time has been well spent here because we can never give you this time back. So I hope we've given you some sort of enjoyment, and thank you for spending the last forty minutes with us. Um, until the next time we see you, everybody, stay safe. Stay healthy and all that's left to say is up the villa. Up the villa. Sports Social Podcast Network.